Hey, Anita. Hey, Karen. What's up? We got a lot to talk about this week. Yes, we do. A lot of things happen this week. Well, let's do it. The truth is on our side There's no time for worry Let's show the world our pride Whether another Comes up with a surprise We all will discover Where our fate will lie On a blue wave Blue wave We rise to save the So that song, there's a little bit of a backstory, Anita, um, in the planning of our podcast. Um, we were looking for music that would encapsulate and capture the essence of our podcast. And my son, Jimmy, our executive producer. Hello, producer Jimmy here. <laughs> he went on and he started a search and I'm going to hand it over to him so he can tell the story. Yeah. So, um, 
basically, you know, during the creation of the, you know, the early days of the podcast, I was, you know, looking around on the internet for a song that we could use as a theme or even just a, you know, something that was a couple seconds that, um, you know, brings out the theme of blue wave or, you know, true blue, whatever, similarly to the show. And um, I was looking on YouTube um, and this guy, Jason Burke, came up um, with a song called Blue Wave. And so I listened to it and I thought it would be perfect. Um, it seemed like he was kind of uh, a songwriter that, um, you know, his view count was like maybe in the couple hundreds, you know, nothing like super crazy, you know, over the top or anything like that. So I figured it would be easy to, you know, reach out to him and um, ask for, you know, licensing of the song. And so I did. So I, I found his email. I reached out and asked about, you know, what it would look like if we could license the song for the show. I thought I said, you know, I thought it would be perfect. And um, he emailed me back a few days later and I sent it over to you to check it out and see what happened. And then, yeah. Him, so basically, yeah. the response was, Hey, Jimmy, sorry for the delay. Been a busy week. I'd be honored to have our song as your theme. Given the overall nature of the situation, I think the best honorarium would be if you would be willing to make a donation to City of Hope towards their work with colon cancer. And I would urge all of our listeners to go and do just that and then I you'll know why um as soon as I finish this email in memory of our friend Zach Nilsson son of the legendary Harry Nilsson Zach was a friend of both myself and Art Nordoff who wrote the words to the song really the whole idea was his he was true blue all the way Art passed away early last year of a suspected stroke or heart attack, but nothing brought him more joy in his lifetime than Harry Nilsson. And he was as sad as I was when Zach lost his fight with colon cancer. Zach had been treated at City of Hope, and we want to thank them for their tireless efforts to help our friend. Um, so basically, uh, for those of you listening, um, and our viewers, listeners of Stephanie Miller show, um, you will know or find out that Art Nordoff was actually Art from Hollywood. And he was a beloved Steph, had a regular caller into the show. And um, during the pandemic, when we started our weekly Zoom calls with all the Steph heads and, and uh, MOOCs, um, Art Nordoff, um, Art from Hollywood, was a regular attendee, and he would join us from um, his home in Brazil, where he recently had retired. Um, and so, you know, it was just lovely seeing him and just hearing the stories about how life in Brazil was at that time. And um, then, you know, he kind of missed him a couple weeks there. And then um, shortly thereafter, you know, we were kind of asking, like, what happened to Art? We haven't seen him for the last couple of weeks. And then I received a DM from Cindy Burke. And of course, at that time, I didn't, you know, really put two and two together. But she said, you know, had mentioned that her son um, had been had known Art, and that um, sadly learned of his passing. And so that was that's kind of the backstory. And um, Cindy Burke, of course, is a loyal uh, Stephanie Miller show listener as well, um, a beloved and his mom, his mom. Yep, his mom. So anyway, it's just it's one of those things where for me, um, it just felt like this is a sign. This is an omen yeah. that we are on the right track, you know, that this is meant to be. And it's a beautiful tribute to Ooh. art. Right. Yeah. It's an incredible story. And it just kind of makes you think 
you know, he, he wanted this song. He wanted us to use the song. Absolutely. Yeah. It was from his heart. And I know um, I can imagine that I, that he wrote it um, in the lead up to the 2018 um, midterm election. Cause that was really the first time that we were, you know, using yeah. the term blue wave. Right. Yeah. That that's point. true. Yeah. So anyway, you know, here's to you, our beloved art from Hollywood. Thank you, Art. Cheers to Art. Yes. And thank you to Jason Burke and his mom, uh, Cindy. Yes, thank you, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, Anita, uh, you mm-hmm. know, as is the situation over the last several years um, in the middle of the night, you know, we find ourselves kind of waking up, you know, thinking, you know, with our heads reeling about all of the things what going on. What are you talking on. about? Oh, that I... doesn't ever happen to me. <laughs> Every night, every, three o'clock sharp. Every night, and so wake up me, in a panic. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, Anita, like you know. So I think I don't know if it was last night or the night before. Um, but I remember, you know, picking up my phone as I often do, and mm-hmm. uh, who should I see a uh, retweet from? But Anita from San Antonio, my my friend on Twitter, and yes, I'm going to call it Twitter. Um, and you <laughs> had. <laughs> retweeted this article in uh and i believe you say it politicusa politicusa thank you yes sarah reese jones yes yes and you know she was just talking about you know the democrats and you know while there's all of these wins over the last you know uh several years under President Biden and the Democrats, that the sad, and she's, and this is a quote, she says, the sad truth is most voters don't know and don't care. No, people don't vote on policy. Honestly, they don't. They vote on something that affects them personally. Mm-hmm. Well, says, and so, she- yeah, the other thing, and then she went on to say, while there isn't any good news about the overturning of Roe, one thing it inadvertently did was wake up the electorate to the loss of freedom posed by an increasingly authoritarian Republican Party. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they are trying to take away. I mean, Republicans want to control what we do with our bodies, who we love, who we sleep with. I mean, they want to control all aspects of our life, what books our children can read. Right. That has become pretty obvious. Well, exactly. And I mean, you, of course, know firsthand down in Texas what that's, you know, looking like. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, my daughter, who's a teacher, she just started teaching second grade. And let me just tell you, the teachers live in fear of discussing anything. Mm -hmm. Because there's a a child in in her class that has two moms. And she can't ask her about it. She can't ask about how her moms are doing. She can't even discuss it because she could get in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we don't have a don't say gay, but basically it's the same thing. Yeah. Well, you know, and then, of course, there's the restrictions on travel as well. Yes. There's a county. Well, it's a city of Lubbock. Of Lubbock. Mm-hmm. And um, what they've done is that they put it like a abortion. I mean, they put a ban on travel through that town mm-hmm. to get an abortion. So basically, I guess they're going to be able to stop every woman that they think it's a childbearing age mm-hmm. and make them take a pregnancy test. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, seriously, I have no idea what, how they're going to enforce this, but this is, this is what's happening here. Yeah. So do, does it mean that like women, every single woman traveling through Texas has to have a pregnancy test? 
You know, that's what it would seem like. Well, yeah. And here, Anita, you know, you and I are very, very young looking, and so I mean, are they going to stop us? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm barren at this point, right? It's like, you know, our wombs are like, you know, dusty Nothing places. Nothing growing there. Nothing yeah. growing there. <laughs> So, you know, what does that mean? I mean, we could be mistaken. It's just like, what, are we going to be arrested because we don't have a peace stick? <laughs> you know? I don't know what they're going to do. I yeah. don't know how they're going to enforce it. But they maybe, you know, they can also just get $10,000 if they, if they uh, catch somebody helping you or driving you to get an abortion. Exactly. Exactly. And we've got bounties. Women have bounties on their heads here in Texas. Right. And it's like, you know, we could, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, like joking about it, of course, you know, it kind of takes, you know, some of the anxiety around it, but this is very, very real. And, you know, for me, what scares me is this talk by some, um, not all. I mean, because of course they don't even seem to be able to come to a consensus on exactly how they, you know, how they want to define um, at what point a woman can, you know, make that decision with her doctor. And, oh, by the way, you have to go to court to prove that you well, were, you know, uh, raped or there know, was, in, you know, these exceptions, right? Let me just, let me just add on to that. The exception stuff is bullshit. Yeah. If they tell you they have exceptions, they're mm-hmm. trying to trick you because mm-hmm. exceptions mean nothing. Mm-hmm. If they have an exception for rape or incest, like you said, mm-hmm. You're going to have to prove that in court. And most incest is not reported. If your uncle or your stepfather or your cousin, right. that thing stays in the family mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, most of the time. Sure. I mean, how many women have we known yeah. that were victims of sexual abuse within their family? Right. That wasn't reported. Right. Well, exactly so, right. And, and then, yeah, and then the situation with rape, I mean, women, how many rapes are not reported you know, and so, uh, you know, uh, well, historically, you know, so, uh, so now what? Not only just not yeah. reported. Yeah. Would they have to have a conviction? I mean, what is the deal here? Yeah, exactly. The exceptions are bull. So when you hear that, oh, they're not even giving you exceptions. Mm-hmm. Exceptions are meaningless to right. women. They really are. Right. And we're seeing through all that, that now, right. I think. Right. It's like the 15 week ban is stupid because most women, the vast majority of women, like 99%, have an abortion in the first trimester. Yeah. By the time you're 15 weeks, if you need an abortion, it's because something has gone horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, like your life is in danger mm-hmm. or the, you know, the, the fetus has no brain. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So like, you know, in that situation, you know, there are, you know, like that case where the woman, um, they found out that their baby wasn't going to survive. And so, um, they ended up, you know, having to go and like talk to their doctor about what the options were. And then because the legal team um, at, with their health care provider um, said that even though there was, you know, I, I believe it was, you know, late term abortion was allowed um, for a situation like hers because the legal team there said, well, we're not willing to take that risk. Yes, that's what's happening here in Texas all the time. Yeah. These women are, you know, miscarrying in bathrooms. Right. And bleeding all over the place. Mm-hmm. They told a woman here in San Antonio that she had to go back out in the parking lot and wait till, you know, her fever got high enough Yeah, for them to treat her. Right. For them to give, give her an abortion. She had to be septic. Right. And she not only had to be septic, she had to be at death's door. So infant mortality rates are going up, maternal mortality mortality rates are going up, and the reason why is because Roe v. Wade was overturned. Exactly. I mean, 
Exactly. And now what are we seeing? We're seeing all of these states, you know, putting out their own initiatives, right? And, and you know, like with what just happened in um, Ohio, right? And so you're putting it on the states to go ahead and do this. But then meanwhile, you have these Republican candidates who are all talking about how, no, we're going to do a national ban, you know, like whatever. Yeah. And some are saying 15 weeks and some are, you know, some are saying, um, you know, well, a complete ban, you know. Well, they thought they were getting, you know, they were going to be cute about it by making a 15-week ban. Right. The, the governor of um, Virginia, what's his name, Youngkin? Yeah. He really tried to get away with that. Yeah. Because he was, you know, he had a moderate stance. Yeah, right. The women fall right through that. Right. Well, and that's why they lost. Well, and then his... Yeah, and that's and that's just it. It's like this is where it blows up in their face because, you know, across the board on both sides of the aisle, you know, there are mm -hmm. women are seeing the real consequences and they are grotesque and they are gory and they are not it's not good. And so now, you know, Republican women are waking up to the reality of what that means. And maybe they just kind of voted conservative because of all the bullshit that they, you know, sold like fiscal responsibility and, you know, oh, all this yeah. bullshit. Right. And now all of a sudden it, and they thought, oh, no, they'll never really overturn it. So I'm just going to go ahead and vote this, you know, vote against my own best interest, you know, whatever. But here we are. And so. They don't understand what they don't understand is they keep thinking they can manipulate us into voting against our own reproductive freedom. Right. That they can just, you know, if they can just word it right. Right. If they can just, you know, find some way to make it palatable. Right. You know, right. they're not just being cold, which they are, because what they really want to do is control women. Yes, absolutely. And then, you know, even, you know, somebody like Chris Christie, I know you you were watching Morning Joe this morning. Yeah, when Mika Brzezinski had had enough of him. Yeah. And they're friends. Yeah. But he was lying once again. He said that in our state of New Jersey, they... They voted to allow women to have an abortion up to nine months. Right. Well, that is so misleading mm -hmm. because it's only legal up to viability, okay? Right. After that time, you have to, between you and your doctor, if something is horribly wrong, mm -hmm. you can have an abortion to save your life or because there's some sort of severe abnormality, fetus abnormality. Mm -hmm. it's, just, it's so misleading, and he knows that. Mm -hmm. He knows no woman gets an abortion at eight or nine months or seven months or even six months. That right. doesn't happen well, unless right. there's something... And terribly wrong. Exactly. And I mean, Anita, you know, you know, this, yeah, this whole notion, it is just is so insulting. And I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. That is, you know, that that is total bullshit, because I don't know about you, Anita. But, um, you know, I think when I was pregnant with you, Jimmy, um, you know, my family and friends threw me um, a baby shower, right. And I would say I was probably about six or seven months and you know so you're looking at about 30 to 32 weeks you know pregnant you know for people that know that like with the pregnancy the pregnancy calendar they go by weeks right and it's up based off of a lunar calendar okay so that said so I was about seven months so by their standards that would be considered you know like I if I had to have an abortion if there was a problem I would that would be a late-term abortion so when you know so basically when they throw out this narrative that a woman is going to just change her mind and this is what's going to happen. This is yeah. after 
you have maybe had a gen, you know, found out the gender. You have had a shower, and and you know, at our baby shower, um, I received a handmade quilt from my mother and a hand, yeah. you know, like a hand crocheted sweater set from my grandmother. And so the notion that like at some point after that, I would be like, yeah, you know what? I just don't want to no, do this. No, it's insane. That's, that doesn't, it doesn't happen. Right. There's something, like I said, there's something horribly wrong when a woman has to have an abortion in the last trimester, a late-term abortion. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's it. It's not even anything else is feticide. Or is it in, infanticide, I believe. Is, yeah, infanticide. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's an infant. Once, well, okay, because you know that in my previous life I was an ultrasound uh, tech. Yeah. Um, basically, fetus until it's born, and then it becomes an infant. Right. So if you have an abortion after viability, right? I'm not. Sure. I'm not sure what you call no, that. that, but would, that doesn't well, happen. no, that doesn't happen. That it would be happen. that would be cesarean section, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's just yeah. It's it's ridiculous. They're just lying. They're trying to manipulate people into saying to going along with their mm-hmm. authoritarian bullshit. You know. Yeah. Well, right. Exactly. And it's well, and it kind of goes right along with you know uh, when oh yes, there's a legitimate rape. See. Right. And, you know, so you have a bunch of old white men and Tim Scott telling you that, you know, you can shut that shit down, you know, and or. Yeah. Well, this is another thing that bothers me about the exceptions. If you say, well, there'll be exceptions for rape and incest, Mm -hmm. then you give the game away. Because Mm -hmm. what you're saying is you don't really believe it's life. Right. Because if it was life, why would it be any, you know, less life if it were product of rape or incest? Exactly. Yeah. Right? So they're giving the game away when they say that. Mm-hmm. And it really bothers me because what they're saying is, well, if you didn't have sex on purpose, if you weren't, you know, acting like a slut, yeah. then, you know, we'll go ahead and let you, you know, it wasn't your fault. You were raped. So, you know, it's really insulting mm-hmm. and it really gives it gives the game away. This is about controlling women. Make no mistake about it. Absolutely. So, you know, going into 20, you know, 24, I mean, it is absolutely um, the issue that I feel, you know, Democrats have to be out there with, right? You know, to talk about this because, and you know, I need, I know, I mean, it could be, you know, it could be just like, you know, this is, you know, just kind of a story, but I mean, I had, you know, so this is what I thought about when I was doing ultrasound and, you know, I kind of, I told you about this story and I'll just relay it really quickly, but, you know, I scanned a woman who was, um, 32 weeks. So that would have been right, you know, about seven months. Um, and, discovered that there was no heartbeat and that there was fetal demise, which means the fetus is dead, right? And so then basically Mm -hmm. what happens is that gets relayed to the radiologist, reads the report, the radiologist calls her doctor. And then back in the day when this happened, she would have had a conversation with her doctor and they would have set up um, a procedure that is basically an abortion, to deliver, you know, to deliver that baby, you know, to extract that baby from the womb, right? Um, yeah. And so, like, this is the thing. And I mean, it could be hyperbole. It could be like, maybe I'm going too far with this. But the reality is, when somebody says, okay, we want a total ban, we're going to make a national ban complete, you know, like the, you know, the that uh, Mike Johnson Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So what does that mean for like somebody like this woman who's 32 weeks and due to give birth in about another month? You know, are they forcing this poor? You know, it's just cruel. 
It is absolutely it cruel. Is cruel. And, and or coming. like, you know, what you were saying, you know, where there's a heartbeat, but no head. Yeah, there's no no brain scan. And the, it, the baby is going to die. Yeah. Like that one story, I think it was out of Florida, mm-hmm. where that woman had to carry that baby, even mm-hmm. though she knew it was going to die. Mm-hmm. And she had to carry it up to the end. Mm-hmm. And then when, when it was born, mm-hmm. the grandfather was holding it and saying, oh, my God, it's a miracle because the baby looked perfect. Yep. And it was started... He was like, oh, my God, he's hiccuping. Yeah. It wasn't hiccuping. He was gasping for air. Yep, yep. Well, that was that one. Yeah, that was that one that I mentioned earlier. That's the same story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's heartbreaking. It's heart-wrenching. And you know that traumatized the grandfather and the mother. I mean, I can't even imagine having to go through that. It's absolutely cruel. Yeah. And guess what they're coming for next? They're coming for contraception. Make no mistake about it. Yep. Yep. Most of the Republicans, like 90% of them in the House, mm-hmm. voted not to protect contraceptive, right. contraception. Right. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. At least half of them voted against uh, gay marriage mm-hmm. to protect that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, this, they want to control everything. They say they're the party of freedom. No, they're not. Mm-mm. They don't want freedom. Mm-mm. No. They want control. They want someone to tell them everything's going to be okay. Daddy's in control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that is the very real future that we face should Republicans take the executive branch, God forbid, Trump, um, or any of oh them, God. really. And then, you know, happen. yeah, no. And and that, you know, um, the they take the Senate and the House, right? So we have to, we have to look forward and we have to fight and we have to stay focused and we need to make sure to get that message out. But, you know, now this is kind of the portion where we go into what we like to call hard breaks, because Anita, you and I often are, um, on the receiving end of a hard break. Um, yes, we are. So, God, uh, you know, we kind of hard breaks. Yes. <laughs> so we <laughs> wanted to kind of um, talk about Democratic wins. Right. And so yes, we do. Yes. We because, had some wins. We had some wins on Tuesday. We had a lot of great things happen. Yes, so for today. Yes. So here one of them was Shannon Watts reported that 49 at moms demand volunteers across the U.S. won their races. That's yes. great. Right. That is great. I mean, for the last six elections, Republicans have underperformed. Yep. Remember that ever since Trump, Mm -hmm. since 2016, Mm -hmm. every year since then, Mm -hmm. Democrats have come out ahead. Yep. And Republicans have underperformed. That's right. That's right. And not only that, when you talk about Shannon Watts and the, Mm -hmm. the gun thing. Also, those moms of liberty, those Nazi moms Mm -hmm. that go around to the school boards and get books banned and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. They lost all of their races across Pennsylvania, across Ohio, and yeah. the world. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah and specifically, absolutely, and specifically, thirteen candidates in um, that were endorsed in Iowa um, in 2023 for school board races. Um, out yeah. of the thirteen, only one won in a very small district very that small. represents fewer than 1,000 students. Yep. So that is huge, right. right? That's right. Yeah, that is right. That is right. Yeah, and now. Yep. Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. We wanted the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania. We want a seat there. Yep. Um, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. We flipped five seats. Democrats yeah. flipped five seats in New Jersey. And Republicans thought they could take the take um, that house in New Jersey. Yeah. And then, of course, in Virginia, they won, I think, two seats in the House of Delegates. Mm-hmm. And they kept the Senate. Yep. So we had a great night. There's really not nowhere we were actually where it was actually contested. Did we lose? Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, I just think that the tide the tide is moving in our direction and we have to increase it and just keep it going and do a blue tsunami come 2024. Um, and I don't know about you, but I, I got to say, I had come up in gasms hearing Ivanka get jeered as she went into the court. Crime family. Yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. It was so great. It's just, it feels good. You know, I mean, we have to take the wins where we can and and get the good feelings. Not only that, but you know, it's New York City, okay? Right. So Ivanka is getting geared in New York City. She's going to be just like her dad. Nobody's ever going to accept her anywhere either. I heard they they never get invited to anything in Miami Mm -hmm. where they live. Or Mm -hmm. they live close to Miami. But yeah, uh, you know what? I just think people are tired of, you know, Republicans have pretty much exposed themselves mm-hmm. yep. for the fastest that they are. Yep. Yep. You know, absolutely. And, and everything. If you want to know what they're up to, look at what they're accusing Democrats of. This, along with all future episodes of True Blue Politics, are sponsored by our wonderful True Blue crew of listeners and our supporters on Patreon. As a small startup podcast, our Patreon members help us pay the bills to keep the ship sailing smoothly and also allow us to keep investing in equipment upgrades for even better quality content in the future. When you sign up as a monthly True Blue crew member at even just $5, Anita, you instantly unlock our private True Blue pod chat, as well as ad-free full episodes a day earlier than everyone else. And upwards from there, we've made more perks available, like having your name shouted out at the end of the show and a personal Zoom call with me and Anita. Are you ready? Hello. I'm here. (laughs) To discuss ways to overthrow the GOP. Are you ready to do this, Anita? I am ready to do this. Mm -hmm. I've been ready to do this like the last 20 years. Exactly. So if that interests you at all, go visit us in the Patreon app or at patreon.com, True Blue Politics Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash T-R-U-B-L-U Politics Podcast. And as always, thanks so much for your love and support. Thank you, everybody. Let's talk about James Coburn, Hunter Biden, a little bit. Okay. Well, all right. Apparently, mm-hmm. apparently James Comer, who's who just is very upset about the two hundred thousand dollar loan that Joe Biden gave to his brother, and his brother paid back. He's very upset about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know there's got to be something shady there. Well, oh. it turns out James Comer lent his brother two hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there does seem to be something shady going on there because it, he had a company. They put some of this money into a company that doesn't exist. Yeah. These were PPE loans, by the way. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about the PPP loans that um, like people like Large Marge got and never yes. paid? Those? Yeah, the, those? The ones they don't have to pay back. Yeah. So somebody's on bootstraps. I know. I know. God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable yet. Unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that whole James Comfey, he doesn't have any evidence still. How long have they been on this Hunter Biden 
Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then, you know, what was it that they were talking about, you know, how um, they were saying, oh, and Joe Biden fired the, pro- you know, got rid of the prosecutor that... I know. It was like, no, that's, the corrupt been, prosecutor. Yeah, that's been debunked yeah. over and over again. Yeah. That was U.S. policy. Mm-hmm. Obama and the EU and the International Monetary Fund mm-hmm. all wanted that prosecutor fired. And as a matter of fact, the Ukrainian parliament voted for him to be ousted. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden just carried the message. He just said, hey, if you don't do this, we're not going to be lending you any more money. Well, the IMF had, you know, was a was lending them a lot more than we were. And mm-hmm. they said the same thing. Right. So I mean, it's just such a dumb, they know it's not true. By this time, they are just lying to us. They're not, they don't, you know, I know in right with media, sometimes these guys get so, you know, in their own bubble mm-hmm. that you wonder whether or not they really believe this stuff. But by this time, I mean, I've watched Dan Goldman mm-hmm. school, James Comer. And he's like, are you sure about that? He asked Dan Goldman that when Dan Goldman pointed out that, you know, this was a corrupt prosecutor that everybody wanted fired. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's like, are you sure about that? And Dan Goldman's like, yes, I was one of the, you know, the uh, prosecutors against in the first impeachment. Mm-hmm. when It was all about Ukraine. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just so ridiculous. And this whole thing about this loan. I mean, my God, the biggest problem Mary Trump said is the loan was repaid because Donald Trump never repays his loans. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so they're like, hey, that seems fishy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, he loaned his brother $200,000. And this was when he wasn't even in office. Right. He wasn't, a, he wasn't a vice president. He wasn't a president. He wasn't even running for president huh. at this time. It was 2017. Huh. So this is all a bunch of bunk. They know it. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And Hunter Biden never, never, ever, you know, was anywhere near the White House, you know. And, you know, and yet, you know, you have like, of course, the Trump kids. Right. Yeah. They worked at the White House. They were advisors. Okay. Yeah. They were in charge of all kinds of stuff. You know, Jared Kushner, my God. Mm hmm. Get three billion dollars. We're talking about a two hundred thousand dollar check. Are you kidding me? Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, my God. Yeah. Going, you know, going to Saudi Arabia to hang out with his uh, bone saw murdering prince. Which is also very suspicious, by the way, because right after that, you know, they started murdering. He started murdering his competition there Mm -hmm. in Saudi Arabia. Like somebody gave him some inside information. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Somebody gets the daily briefings Hmm. for Donald Trump. Yeah. Like Jared. Yeah, or has like boxes and boxes of uh, classified information, right? Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's another problem. Yeah. So, oh, because he was waiting around the, our strategy for a war with Iran. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Look yeah. where we are right now. Right. Iran is attacking us. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And who knows what they know? Who right. knows? We have no idea. But I mean, and who could have seen it coming, though, Anita? Like in the first month, you know, he had Russians in the Oval Office and shared, you know, highly classified uh, information about Israel. That's but, true. It's no yeah. surprising that he's uh, kind of, you know, loose with the classified stuff. I mean, and the funny thing is he ran against Hillary saying mm-hmm. that he was going to be the best on 
you know, top secret. You have to know what that is. You have you need to Hillary Clinton. The worst thing she ever did was have a private server, mm-hmm. but there was no classified. There was nothing classified on mm-hmm. that server, by the way. Right. And yet she lost when a Comey came out mm-hmm. and said, you know, we found some more documents or something. This was all tied to her email. Right. Her private email server. Right. Which people were using to say she was mishandling classified documents. And then we look at Donald Trump and my God, the man, you know, he had them all, he had them laying around in a bathroom for God's sake. Right. Or what did the, what did the congresswoman call it? The shitter? The shitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was great. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. And then, you know, you look at to, you know, just the, you know, on, on national, you know, as far as national security goes and, and readiness and everything. And you talk about this, you know, and I think you were probably a little more familiar with Tommy Tuberville than um, I was when he first came on the scene, but, you know, just with all of the, you know, holding up the uh, top brass appointments and things like that. I'm afraid that he's doing that and the Republicans have gone along with it because mm-hmm. if Trump gets back in office, mm-hmm. then he'll allow these appointments to go forward and they're going to be Trump loyalists. And then right. the, the military, then Trump will be able to do whatever he wants to yeah. do, whether it includes bombing Mexico yeah. or going to war with Iran yeah. or shooting protesters. Yeah. Well, then they really, they really will be his generals, right? That's what yeah, he wants. Right. Yeah, exactly. He'll do exactly what he wants. That's what he wants around him. He wants to surround himself with yes men. There will be no bear. There will be no bumper, you know, for the cribs, you know, the little bumper things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, guardrails. There will be no guardrails. No guardrails. He's such a baby. <laughs> we would need something that babies need. Well, you have to, first of all, you would have to put, you know, um, like those little pluggy things in the outlets, right? You have to you That's know, true. Right. You never but, know. But we th- we always thought, you know, checks and balances, right, that they were going to baby-proof the White House, right? But they didn't. Well, we thought that he would surround himself. This is what people kept telling <laughs> telling us. Now, right. I knew better because look at the people he surrounded himself during, during with during the campaign. Mm-hmm. Trump, I mean, what's his name? Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven, Steve Bannon. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, Michael Cohen. He wasn't surrounding himself with the best people. So I knew that he wasn't going to pick the best people because he doesn't know who the best people are. He only knows pretty much the worst people because everybody he put in the cabinet was like the worst. Like for education, he put the woman that was responsible for all the charter schools in Michigan, you know, so let's put her in charge of public education. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. It's like putting the wolf in, in charge of the hen house. Right. Yeah. So you put the dumbest, you know, in the Department of Energy, you put um, Rick Perry. He's Mm -hmm. governor of Texas. When he ran for president during the debate, Mm -hmm. he said he wanted to cut some, um, you know, different um, departments. Mm -hmm. And one of them was he said he wanted to eliminate the Department of Energy. Right. Of course, he couldn't remember the name of the Department of Energy. Right. Remember, he said, oops. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Donald Trump put him in charge. Yes. Of the Department of Energy, which controls nuclear weapons mm-hmm. the, the dumbest guy mm-hmm. you could think of mm-hmm. well right and and who could you know of course who could forget uh tillerson oh um, yeah the head yeah. of exxon 
Yeah, the yeah, head of was, yeah the was, head of Exxon, and you know, so they put him in charge of the State Department, and he basically <laughs> had we had mass exoduses. You know, I mean, this is this yeah. is the thing. You know, when the media talks about you know speculating or you know like, well, what what's yes. it going to look like? What's a second term of Trump going to look like? We already know. Oh, we know. We yeah. know. Like literally, I don't know how much wine you were drinking, Anita, but I was. You know, I think I. I you know, I was fe- thinking. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of. Developed a little bit of a problem, and it was kind of like I was like, okay, maybe I need to do <laughs> an intervention on myself. Like, yes, <laughs> once Biden was elected, we kind of cut down, but now yeah. we're back up again. No, I'm kidding, but you know, it could happen. Yeah, well, you know? yeah. I mean, you know, I, I probably have decreased my alcohol intake, but um, you know, there are things that are legal here in Illinois. You know, um, yeah, that, they're that not legal here in Texas. I, they're not. <laughs> well, listen, you. Yeah, I mean, and I've I've invited you and your entire family up to the free state of uh, Illinois. Yes, I know. I can't you know. wait to go there. We're <laughs> going to be there next summer. Yeah. Yes. But yes. Yeah. We're kind of stuck here in Texas mm-hmm. for now. Yep. But yeah. I do worry about it. You know, we talk yeah. about abortion. Yeah. And like I said, I have my my daughter who's you know, like I said, she's just started teaching. Second grade. Mm-hmm. And I really worry because, she, and she's thought about it. Mm-hmm. You know, how could she be pregnant in the state of Texas? What if something went wrong? Yeah. And I always say, if the doctor has to choose between my daughter and the fetus, mm-hmm. saving a fetus, I want them to choose my daughter. You know? I yep. mean, it's really scary because things happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to tell her she has to move out until, you know. She has a baby because you cannot be pregnant safely. It is a life-threatening situation to be pregnant in the state of Texas. Well, you know, and and of course, you know, then you know, we have all these things, you know, where even though the media wants to try and, you know, talk about, you know, Joe Biden's age and not really focus on on the wins. I mean, one of the the best wins that we've seen recently was his um going to the picket line with for the UAW. Right. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. Yeah. He looked fantastic. By the way, he was in Chicago yesterday. Yeah. Was that was that the one that the sound bite where there's like kind of yeah. a some a dropping sound and he's like uh yes. you know <laughs> to the media that wasn't me. That wasn't the- <laughs> American workers are ready to work harder than anybody else, but they just need to be given a shot, a fair shot and a fair wage. That's not too much to ask. You okay? I want the press to know that wasn't me. Hey, I want to tell the press that wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pretty funny. And I like him doing that because it's, it's self-deprecating. And it kind of takes some, you know, some of the punch away from that kind of, those kind of attacks. Right. Well, yeah. And I mean, exactly right. And so, you know, here, and I just love the fact that the um, head of the UAW, you know, the union, um, I always want to say uh, Sinn Fein, but it's Sean. I Sean do too. Yeah. I know it's yeah, Sean I know. Fain. Yeah, Sean Fein. Um, Let me but, tell my Sinn Fein, do these parents know what they were doing? I know. <laughs> I know. Right? I know. It's that's a political party. Um, yeah. And the mother Don't put hard. Okay. Yeah. Sin. Yeah. I mean, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, just the fact, like, compare contrast. I mean, uh, in addition to, you know, having, you know, Trump has a record now, you know, and yes. we know that it's like, oh, you know, it's like when he talks about, you know, like what's going on in the Middle East and he's like, oh, we're just going to let it play out or just like we're just going to turn, you know, Gaza into a 
sheet of glass, you know, whatever wild thing, parking lot. Yeah. Whatever he says, this is the thing, Anita. It's like, oh, we're just going to let it play out. You mean the way you let it play out with the pandemic, with COVID, when you knew it was a a highly contagious, you know, deadly uh, virus? And you, I mean, that's the thing. We don't need to wonder. He's a buffoon. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's in over his head. He was always in over his head. He shouldn't be in any office. No. He shouldn't be a councilman. No. He shouldn't be in a, I don't know. Dog catcher. Yeah. School board. Yeah. 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 No, I exactly. mean, and this is the He's thing. He is the front runner for the Republican Party by a sure. large margin, right? It tells you a lot about the Republican Party. It tells you a lot about the Republican base. Yeah. They're just horrible people. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hillary is right. Yeah. They're deplorables. They're I deplorables. think we can, yeah, they are. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, so, you know, he this is this is what we know about Trump. Right. While Joe Biden is going again to the UAW, the picket line, right, to actually meet with union workers. Right. He's going to picket line with them. Yeah. He walked the picket line. Never do that. Yeah. Where where did Trump go? What was it? He went to a a non-union shop. Yeah. You know, that was uh, actually I think that was even funded or they invited him. Or people, I don't know what the name of the organization is, but it's an organization that fights against unions. Right. I think it's the right to work yeah. organization, something yeah. like that. But um, yeah, he did, He doesn't, listen to what he says about unions. He thinks unions are a waste of time. Mm-hmm. He thinks they ask for too much. Mm-hmm. Are, I mean, they, he is, are they suckers and losers? They're, well, <laughs> he hasn't said that, but he probably has said that at some point. I mean, anybody that doesn't understand that Donald Trump does not care about working class, mm-hmm. hasn't been paying attention. Right, right. Because he doesn't care. He doesn't want to have anything to do with you people. Yeah, no. He, he would spit on you. He would never let you into his private clubs. You know, he doesn't even want to shake your hand. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really sad that these people think that. that like that woman that said, well, somebody asked her why she was at the rally, and what she wanted Trump to do for her. Mm-hmm. Said, you know, I lost my Medicare and I want him to get my Medicare back. Right. I'm like, oh my God. She was having problems with her back or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's not going to help you. No. I mean, what? But this is the kind of stuff you heard from the Nazis, from, right. you know, the people that supported Adolf Hitler. It was like a, it was like a cult. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and when he would, um, when he would, something would screw up in that country, they're always like, oh, well, he must not know about that. That's the same attitude they have mm-hmm. with Donald Trump. If something goes wrong, it's not his fault. It must right. be somebody else's. It's very scary. And now I understand mm-hmm. how that happened, how countries fall into that. No, I mean, that's just it. Like, I mean, I don't know how many times we've had a conversation and we just kind of like, Okay, I remember sitting in, you know, history class in high school, let's say, and, you know, learning about, you know, the lead up to the Holocaust, right, and World War II, yeah. and just thinking, like, how did that happen? How was that, you know, and that it could never happen here? And I know, like, you know, we all we all feel the same way about that. It is astonishing to me how easily it has been able to happen. And it is because, you know, like we talk about like Nixon and how, you know, the Republican Party back then, you know, and really, let's be let's be real. They only did it when they had to do it, when there was no other choice, right? Exactly. To hold to hold him accountable. But here you have it again. And it's just like, but it's now it's just like so astonishing because it's like 
all of these people that like talked about how um, horrible and dangerous, you know, like Miss Lindsay, you know, talking about how terrible they were. And they're literally, they have been running around, running cover, enabling him, covering up for him. And fuck you, Bill Barr. You they know, don't care, they don't care about this country. They don't care about us because they, if they did, they would not allow this sociopath to right. run the country. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, so, yeah. It, They've exposed themselves. The whole Republican Party has exposed themselves. Right, right. Basically, they have nothing to offer, really. They don't have anything to offer. That's why, you know, nobody wanted what they had to sell anymore. No. Because it started with, like, with Reagan and the trickle down and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And they got people to buy into it because we didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. And so eventually people started realizing, hey, this isn't working out for me so well. Mm -hmm. Nothing's trickling down to me. And so, you know, people are like, no, you know, they pretty much rejected mm-hmm. all those Republican policies. And we see with the abortion stuff, mm-hmm. they weren't those people like, uh, I can't remember what percentage, I think it was 40 percent mm-hmm. of the of Trump supporters said that they support abortion rights. What they what they were selling, nobody wants to buy because what are they selling? Tax cuts for the rich. Yep. Tax cuts for the wealthy. Yeah. Tax cuts for the multinational corporations. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us, mm-hmm. we pay for that. Yeah. Because we lose the things that we get from right. our taxes. Right. Things that help us. Right. Right. So they don't care about that. No. That's why they don't want to spend anything on, on us. Yeah. Well, what was it that we, you know, we were talking about, like, during Obama, right? They are the party of no. They are a party of what you, you know, what we're going to take away from you, right? They're never, they're never about, I mean, they're the, they're the party of uh, gov- looming government shutdowns, right? And we have that going on in what, a week or so, you know? Well, they don't care. They, they don't, don't care. care. They don't they're care. They're Yep. Because as long as they can, as long as they can, um, you know, suppress enough votes or kick enough people off voter rolls, right? They lie, mm-hmm. cheat and steal. They can, you know, s- just tilt it so that they stay into in power, you know. Democrats and it, have to work twice as hard mm-hmm. to win, right? Because of the gerrymandering, because mm-hmm. of the way the Senate is, 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 you know, works. Whereas, you know, like Wyoming and California have the same amount of senators. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Insane. and you know, with all these voter suppression laws in states like my state, Texas, mm-hmm. like in Georgia, and right. all across the South, really. Right. I mean, we saw that in Mississippi when they just kept running out of ballots. Right. For some reason, you know, they just couldn't keep up with the ballots. Right. Well, and you see these initiatives all all over the country where they micro target, you know, um, uh, black communities, brown communities, you know, and it just yeah. I mean, this is what we're up against. Right. And this is why it is so important. And we're a year away from. Um, the most consequential. I know we keep saying that, right? No, but it's this like really, this, this, this is between democracy and fascism. Yeah. We lose democracy if we lose this election. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Absolutely. I mean, it's not a joke. No, it is not. Not hyperbole. It, it isn't, Anita. It's not a joke. Not a not joke. hyperbole. Not yeah. Joke. I mean, and so, you know, I guess, you know, what we, what I think what we are going to be doing, you know, uh, going forward in these, um, podcasts is also come up with, you know, some, um, you know, let us know what, 
local races we should be, you know, paying attention to? What are some of the ballot initiatives, you know, near um, yeah. you, right, that we can get the word out and bring attention to? Um, because we do have a lot of work. And, you know, I think Carl Frisch says all the time, if you are, if you wake up the day after the election, and you're not, you know, completely exhausted, then you didn't do enough, right? So, you know, I, I hope that, you know, to going forward, we're going to have those conversations and come up with things like, you know, what are plans of action? What are you going to do to educate yourself and then go and inform people in your life and, you know, go on social also, media, right? Also, we'll give you ways you can do that. Yes. Or, you know, people to contact. Yes. Because you can do postcards if nothing else. Right. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. If, you know, look, if you can't go and door knock, or, you know, whatever, you don't feel comfortable going in door knock, knocking or, you know, it's just it's too much, you know, the physicality of it all. Then, you know what? Write postcards. Yeah. Phone bank, you know, do text yeah. banking, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there are so many ways that we can all get involved and work towards. Yeah. Yeah. Getting Democrats election and bringing about that big blue wave that we need. So, yeah, we have to win. Yeah. The only way that we rid ourselves of this MAGA, you know, Trumpism, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, is by beating them electorally. And we right. don't just, I mean, we just beat them down. Mm-hmm. They cannot, that's the only way we're going to get rid of it when they mm-hmm. see that it's not winning for them, right? When it's losing for them every single time. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing that so far. The last six elections, like I said, mm-hmm. Republicans have underperformed. Democrats have overperformed mm-hmm. by a lot. Right. So we have to keep doing that. Yes. Yeah. In every election. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I mean, it, we, yeah, the alarms are sounding, you know, lights flashing and it's just, you know, we, we all have to do what we can do. And I mean, I know that, you know, we talk about, you know, Anita, a lot of times, you know, staying positive, you know, don't get complacent, but don't, don't get so far into despair, Right. That yes. it's it, it paralyzes. And I have a you. tendency to do that. Well, I get to, listen, we all do. You know, yeah. I mean, you had to talk. We've both had to talk yeah. each other off the ledge many times. I mean, and it's understandable. And look, and you know, we, we I know uh, Stephanie has talked about this. Frangela has talked. Practice self care. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, then you know Take what? Take a break. Take a break. Yeah. Take a break. Yeah, we're, that's we're what a, I do. Yeah, we're a team. We're a, we're a, a coalition of people. We are a uh, you know a resistance army, right? And fighting, mm-hmm. you know, to get to defeat fascism. And you know, we talk about you know you use that term Trumpism, right? And I know the media likes to use Trumpism as as far as like oh Trumpism has but infected the Republican Party. I know it's Republicanism. You're right. I know it's, it's like Republicanism is Trumpism is fascism. Okay, that's exactly. that's what exactly. it is. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, we're gonna you know stay on top of that. We're gonna try to get some more information about mm-hmm. how you can do more mm-hmm. as we get closer to the elections. Yeah, right. And hopefully, we'll be able to report from the convention. That yeah. would be exciting. That would be very cool because, of course, it's going to be here in Chicago. And then, I know. Um, if you come up here, then I will have to uh, drag you over to the uh, <laughs> sexy liberal show too. Because that oh, Steph no. and all, all her folks will be, yeah. I don't know if I can handle that. Anyway, so on that note, Anita, unless yes. you have more to talk about, um, I'm going to get going here. So um, okay. it's great. Well, we will talk again. Yep. 
great talking and to you. We'll be back. We'll be back uh, the Sunday mm-hmm. after next. Yep. In two weeks. Two weeks. So, see we'll you be all. back. See you all in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.